Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Saturday, February 19th, 2022. Yes, we are recording on a Saturday because the weather has made it impossible to record on a Friday. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with almost my whole Book Bistro staff. We have Stacy, Sarah, Brooke, Kristen, Melissa, Georgina, and Natalia. And we are looking ahead to March and our most anticipated releases. You may remember that I said when we were recording our February picks episode that I didn't know how we would manage to have only one episode of March releases. And this is how we do it. We make a really long episode filled with so many great books. So Brooke is going to start us off, followed by Stacy, then Kristen, Melissa, me, Sarah, Georgina, and lastly, Natalia. So we will get started with the housekeeping information and then Brooke can start us off. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So my first book today is All My Rage by Sabah Tahir, and it comes out on March 1st. Yes, it does. I'm excited. It's coming really soon. I know. So in this book, um, we're kind of, so we start out from, according to the uh, synopsis, we started in Pakistan with Misba and her new husband, so Misma is a dreamer and a storyteller, and she's recently married her husband in an arranged marriage. Um, something happens to this young couple, and it makes them decide to, dis- to move to the U.S. So they move to a small town called Juniper, California. And there we now fast forward, and we meet... Sal. And Sal is Mispa and her husband's son. And he's helping to run his family motel. So it's called the Clouds Rest in Motel. <laughs> and Sal has a best friend named Noor. And like they're the best of friends. They know everything about each other. They do everything together. And something happens. And it completely their friendship is done and it's just crushing. So Sal is trying to keep his family motel afloat 
because his mother is very ill and his father is grieving and he's having some trouble with alcoholism. And while this is happening, Noor is struggling at her, her um, uncle's store and he doesn't know this, but she is applied to college because she wants to get away from him as well as get away from Juniper. So Sal is trying to keep his family motel afloat and he does some things and he's trying to do it and it's all just running away from him. So he, he turns to Newer because it's the only person that he really feels he can trust. And together they must discover is friendship really worth losing or are there other things that are more important to lose? So this is All My Rage and it's by Sabah Tahir and it comes out on March 1st. And I am so excited about it because I love her other books and this is so different from it, but it sounds really good. It's true. It's not like the action fantasy that we're used to from An Ember in the Ashes. Yes, I know. This is more of like a, what it's, well, it's, it's a YA. Like a contemporary uh, large... YA, I guess? Yeah. It sounds so, I just don't, I don't know. It sounds really cool. So friends, I am just really happy to tell you that the sad drought that we've been in since 2020 is almost over. And this drought, you may not have even know we've been in a drought, but this drought is because there hasn't been a Simone St. James book in two years, friends. Not one, not one. No terror, no ghosts, no mystery, no nothing. But now, but now on March 15th, she will bring us the book of cold cases. Again, by Simone St. James. The Book of Cold Cases is, it's a dual timeline. So in 1977 in Clare Lake, Oregon, the town was quite stunned to experience a couple random killings of men. And they were called the Lady Killer Killings. Try saying that fast a lot. And it was just weird. Like both these men were killed and they were like these really weird notes that were left at the scene. And for a while, suspicion was aimed at a young woman named Beth Greer who was seen fleeing one of the scenes of the killings. Well, after what I'm sure was a very stressful time for young Miss Beth Greer, she was acquitted. And as so many of us do, she fled to her mansion to hide from the world. (laughs) Now it's 2017. By day, Shay is a receptionist, but by night, she gets to fuel her true passion for her true crime podcast, which she calls the Book of Cold Cases. Because when Shay was young, she escaped an attempted abduction. So now she has this passion for talking about all things cold case related. Well, randomly by chance, which I think is an oxymoron, but that's okay. She runs into (laughs) Beth Greer and she is just beyond shocked when Beth agrees to be interviewed. And oh my God, isn't this a huge deal? She gets to talk to one of the suspects in the lady killer murders. Well, 
she keeps going to Beth's mansion to kind of learn more about this experience, but she is hella uncomfortable at the Greer house because objects are just like randomly moving about. And she swears a couple times she's seen this girl like outside the freaking window. And she's like, oh my God. And, but the closer she gets to Beth, she's like, is this woman, you know, something isn't right here. Is it the house? Is this woman actually a murderer? Like what is going on? And we won't know until March 15th when the book of cold cases by Simone St. James is delivered into our eagerly awaiting hands. Oh my God. Ah! I need this. (laughs) I love her book so much. Me too. I have to try this author. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's amazing. She has a whole bunch of like 1920s era ghost stories. And now she's branched out into some dual timeline books, but there's always ghosts. <laughs> These are read in the full light of day books <laughs> by a sunny window with all the lights on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My first book is Beauty and the Baller. By Ilsa Madden Mills. And the title of this obviously caught my attention. (laughs) (laughs) So this is about a NFL football player named Ronan Smith. And he loses his career and his fiance to a car accident. And so he, you know, falls into this pit of depression and woe is me. But one night he throws a big party just to kind of get his hopes up and all of this fun stuff. And in comes Nova Morgan. And Nova has decided to sneak into this hope high-profile party as a scantily clad galaxy princess from far, far away. And the reason she is doing this is to get close and personal with her favorite quarterback. But things don't go as she plans, and it's kind of a disastrous one-night stand. And You know, she goes home kind of brokenhearted and blah, blah, blah. Well, two years later, and this is all in the synopsis, no spoilers. Two years later, broke and down on her luck, she moves back to Bluebell, Texas. And who do you think is her new neighbor? Ronan. The baller. The The baller. (laughs) The baller. (laughs) But he... He doesn't remember who she is. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's oh, not good. Oh, my. I mean, he knows she's his neighbor and she's really pretty and blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't remember her from the party. So. Oops. Or the night Ronan has, Yes. So Ronan has become the local football coach and everybody adores him. And. The booster club keeps kind of shoving women at him to keep him interested and keep him in town. And so because of this, he proposes to Nova that they fake date. 
Ooh, it's a fake but, relationship book. Yes. Ooh. And so he doesn't expect it to go anywhere, but it does. So our question is, will these two lovely people spend the rest of their lives together or will Ronan's past keep them apart? And I cannot wait to read this book. This is Beauty and the Baller by Ilsa Madden Mills, and it comes out on March 29th. Beautiful. Wow. My first book is The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peckman. Now, it tells the story of the bishops, Matthew and Marissa, and they are the perfect couple. Everyone is jealous of them, and they look so happy. Then Marissa cheats, and Uh-oh. she Uh-oh. decides, well, I want to I be back with my husband. I love my husband, and we got to do something for our, our son. The son is eight years old. Well, a friend sends her an article about a therapist. The therapist's name is Avery, and she's not licensed because she has some controversial methods. Yeah, that's a good therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So they make an appointment to see her, and the rest of the book talks about the secrets and that they all have so if you want to learn the secrets Mm. read the golden couple by greer hendrix and sarah peckman and it comes out on march 8th so my first pick tonight is the perfect mix of romance and murder this is four aunties and a wedding aunties number two (laughs) by Jessie Q. Sutanto. Dial A for Aunties, which was her first um, rom-com, was one of the like, unexpected pleasures of 2021. And so I'm so excited that she is back with a second book. So the Aunties are back. And this is, this, this is good, right? Like the Aunties are fierce and they're loyal. And they never, ever back away from something hard. Now, many, Medi Chen is their niece that we met in Dial A for Aunties. And it's now getting close to her wedding day. She and her college sweetheart are about to be married. And Medi doesn't want her family to have to worry about putting on their wedding. Like they are very, very busy wedding planners, you know, most of the time. And so she wants them to just kind of relax her way. So her aunts decide that they're going to find another family like wedding business. And so they do this because, you know, it's not very hard to do, they figure. But Come to find out this other business that they've decided to use is not just a wedding planning business. It is a wedding planning business that is sort of a foil for the mafia. Oh, and so this other like in this Indonesian family 
is somehow hooked up with the mafia and they plan to use Maddie's wedding to conduct some rather shady business. Now, everyone's hoping that this business isn't going to disrupt the wedding, but of course the aunties decide that they can't just sit back and let this happen. And so they are ready to take on the mafia. And I am ready for them to do this because I loved all of their antics so much in Dial A for Aunties. If people have not read that one, please, please hurry up and read it so that you can be as excited as I am for Four Aunties and a Wedding, Aunties, number two by <laughs> Jesse Q. Sutanto. You still have time. You have much time because it doesn't come out until March 29th. It has been so long, so, so long, way too long since we got to dive in to the world of The Others by Anne Bishop. I and just so read this. <laughs> you did. Oh, shut. <gasps> Shannon, you read it? Oh, it my God. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Are you really surprised? Listen to her. Are you really surprised, Sarah? <laughs> she hasn't rubbed it in in a while and I didn't realize how excited I was to read this book until I just looked at the synopsis again and I was like oh, it's coming out on March 8th so the book coming out on March 8th is called Crow Bones The World of the Others book 3 by the goddess of the others and Bishop and this is the story of Vicky Divine and she works at a resort way out in the country of the others, the land of the others, the others for people who have not read the books before, which this won't make very much sense. And I highly recommend that you start at the beginning of any series about the others. The others are vampires. The others are elementals. They are other things that we can't really know about. They are shifters. They are crows. They are wolves. And they do not always play well with humans. But sometimes they try because humans, they can learn some things from and sometimes they have to interact. So Vicky is living out and she's found her place amongst the others and a small group of humans out in the territory of the others. And she decides that she is going to put on a gathering for a night called trickster night. And I don't know what trickster night is, but it must be part of my kind of like maybe Halloween. And exactly. so, yes. Okay. So the humans and the others come together and everything is going quite swimmingly until somebody shows up dressed as crow bones. And I guess there's a saying, Crowbone's going to get you if you don't watch out. Crowbones is like the, <laughs> Crowbones is like the boogeyman of the Crow Guard. And the Crow Guard are the people that can shift between a um, human shape and a crow shape. And suddenly <laughs> the person who came as Crowbones is dead. And they are now worried that the actual crow bones is in the area. And so the others in a bid to make sure that they catch who is 
doing this, they close off the roads. And so nobody can leave the area. And so now the suspects and the victims and everybody else alike is all stuck together. And Vicky has to work with her friends, the human police chief and the vampire lawyer, both of who are quite sexy individuals, to figure out who is Crowbones and how can they get Crowbones away from her um what's the word her i don't want to say territory but away from her resort and the people that she cares about so if anyone has read anything by ann bishop before in the world of the others i hope you'll be as excited as i am and if you haven't please start at the beginning of her whole series of the others which is called written and read and read and read and read Hmm. crowbones World of the Others, book three, and it comes out on March 8th, which seems very far away, but really isn't that far away. I, I love bl- the crows in that world. That's my I, favorite. Those are my favorite yeah. people. I did not think <laughs> that I would love the crows as much as I did, but I love the crows too. And I love the I wolves. wolves. The first book I'm going to talk about is what happened to the Bennett's by Lisa Scottaline, and it comes out March 29th. And this one looks interesting. Um, I haven't read a Lisa Scottaline book in a long time, but this one looks, I can't wait to try it. <clears throat> it, it um, Jack is on his way f- he, him and his family are on their way from their daughter's hockey field practice when their car is hijacked and um, two gunmen hijack the, they take the car and later when Jack and his family are talking to the FBI they the FBI convinces them that they should go into the witness protection. Well, witness protection was um, developed for more for criminal f- people that are ratting on the on criminal families and other things. So Jack and his family have a hard time in the witness protection. So their family begins to fall apart when Jack realizes that he has to he has to do something and take take it into his own hands. So we have to see what happens when what he decides to do. This book is called What Happens to the Bennett's and it comes out March 29th by Lisa Scottaline. Yay. I haven't read one of hers in a while either. I really liked her, um, like her legal thrillers. And then she started branching out into other things and I haven't really followed her there. But this one does look very good. So my first book today is going to be by Jessica Strasser. I love her. I love Jessica Strasser. All her books are so wondrously different from the other ones that they're always so interesting and this book kind of ticks all the boxes it's about a musician it's about an end of life doula 
which was something that until I read the book of two ways by Jody Pico, I didn't know was a thing. Um, so this book is about um, Nova Huston, and she is, as I said, an end of life Dala. So her job, you know, her calling, her purpose is basically she helps terminally ill people make peace with their impending death. And um, she has a business partner and they're very different. You know, her business partner is very much about checklists, about free, uh, about, you know, order type A. And Nova's more free spirited and, you know, doesn't have a problem with really difficult clients, the ones who are heartbreakingly young or prickly or desperate for a caregiver or companion. I mean, you know, they're going to die. People are going to deal with it differently, you know especially most of us don't actually know when we're going to die. So I imagine it's very difficult to know I would uh, think so. when and not be able to do anything about it uh, at all. So in, in her job is to, I guess, ease that transition, kind of like the opposite of a birth doula. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. And so one day, um, Mason Shayla shows up at her, uh, Nova's door and he's, and indie singer-songwriter, one of her favorites, and he just completely went off the grid. And she doesn't recognize oh. him. But um, the only thing she knows about him, for, I don't know why she doesn't recognize him, but the only thing she know, does know about him is that life as he knows it is over. He has a very deteriorating condition. We don't know what it is, but it makes it impossible for him to play his guitar. And for him, you know, he might as well be dead already if that's the case, but he doesn't know how to say goodbye and uh, helping him is going to be probably Nova's biggest challenge because she's getting too close to him, which, you know, shouldn't happen. You have to keep your clients at arm's length in order to serve them better, but they have more in common than anyone could have guessed. And meeting each other might be the hardest and best thing that's ever happened to them both. So the wow. next thing you know, um, by Jessica Strasser, uh, I don't know about this book, you know, it doesn't sound like the ending is that it's going to be happy, right? Is no, I don't think it will. But I feel that it's a book that's going to teach us a lot about life and um, about people and about the way that they connect and what they leave behind. And so when this is this out? out on March 22nd, 2022. So my next book is The Words We Keep, and it's by Aaron Stewart, and it comes out on March 15th. So three months ago, Lily found her, her older sister, Alice, hurting herself in the bathroom. Ooh. So for three months, Lily has tried to keep her family together while also dealing with what happened and also trying to keep herself from unraveling. So it's three months now and Alice is coming home from treatment. So she's back now. Lily goes to school. She's in high school and she meets Micah. And Micah 
has some secrets of his own. He was actually in treatment, um, the treatment center with Alice. And Micah feels that it's his job to help Lily come to terms with what happened with Alice, but also to be able to come to terms with her own feelings and struggles. Lily, she has some compulsive needs that she has to do and some feelings that she's really kept under wraps. So Micah and Lily are assigned a project, an art project, and they have to look for poetry in unusual places. And through this, Lily discovers that maybe it's time to bring those words out. And that, my friends, is all I can give you. And I am so excited about it because Aaron Stewart is awesome. So this is The Words We Keep. And it's by Aaron Stewart. And it comes out on March 15th. I absolutely loved her first book. So I'm really excited about this one. So 2021 was kind of a quagmire, but one of the most wonderful things for me was the discovery of Naima Simone in 2021. And I am so excited to tell you that with love from Rose Bend, Rose Bend number three by Naima Simone comes out on March 29th. I love this series. I want to live in this town. I want these people to be my friends. Okay. So we have Leontine Dennison. And she is taking a hiatus from men. And that's totally fine because what she really wants to be doing right now is just really working on getting exposure for her families in and, you know, helping with the spring festival, which she thinks is going to do really good things for the family business. Well, all is going along with her man ban, just swimmingly, <laughs> until she stumbles across Owen Stafford, who is the hottest one night stand she ever had. And she could never forget him. Now, Owen oh. Stafford is kind of in a rough place. He's come to Rose Bend to hide. He wasn't expecting to see Leo there, but he needs a place to kind of go and be low profile and hide because his football career was ended in rather a devastating way. And he just needs some time to kind of be quiet and to kind of lick his wounds in peace. But you Another see- baller. Another baller, indeed. <laughs> yes. But you see, Leo is just, she's just giving him all this TLC and trying to kind of help him, you know, recover from his experiences. And everything's going really well until his parents come to town. And they could like totally blow his cover. And so in an act of desperation, Leo and here we go again, friends, pretends to be Owen's fake girlfriend to kind of help him. Yes. I know. And so as she's fake girlfriending it and they're fake relationshiping it, Owen's starting to wonder if there's enough in Rose Bend to keep him there with Leo and all of her kindness. And she's kind of teaching him to live again. So I'm really excited about this book. Um, the synopsis doesn't give me a ton to go on, but I have loved this series so much, so very much. 
And I've been looking forward to reading Leo's story because I really like her. I love this family. I love that they were foster parents. I love that all of their kids are named after some sort of like musician. Just everything about it is pretty great. So this is with love from Rose Bend, Rose Bend number three by Naima Simone. And it comes out on March 29th. So mark your calendars. Yes, I have the first one of this uh, sitting here. I need to read these. There's a lot of goodness coming out on the 29th. There really is. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a choice. So my second book is called The Summer Getaway by Susan Mallory. Um, It comes out on March 15th. Now, Susan Mallory has become very quickly one of my favorite authors. Um, I started with reading her with uh, The Vineyard at Painted Moon, I believe is was the first book I read with her. Um, the Stepsisters um, and a few others. And she's just so good at writing such beautiful families, beautiful romance, Um the Vineyard at Painted Moon was very much a finding yourself after marriage type of book. And it, it was just beautiful. And so The Summer Getaway is about a now single mother. Her name is Robin. And she, I'm guessing she is now divorced. It just says she was single and it says she has an ex. So I'm not sure if they were married or what happened, but she does have two grown children. And now that she is single and her kids are grown, she's just kind of decided that she's tired. She's tired. She needs a break. And she wants everybody to just sit down, be quiet, and she'll be back in a little while. (laughs) So um, I get that. So but she's she's like, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this because my daughter is now Bridezilla. My son won't go to college. My ex is losing his marbles. <laughs> and then great aunt Lillian says, why don't you come stay with me in Santa Barbara? Okay. And Robin says, you got it. And she hops <laughs> on a plane and goes to California. And and so while she is chilling with her aunt in Santa Barbara, staying in what they call a mismatch mansion. Mansion. There we go. Try saying that one, Stacey. That's like Irish Uh, wrist watch. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So slowly but surely... All her family, her daughter, her son, her ex, they all end up following her to California. And things just don't just seem to be quite so bad in so sunny California. And Robin is realizing more and more that she could make a whole new life for herself. I swear I can't talk today. And she just needs to find the courage and the space within herself to take that next step to make a new life for herself and her family 
in California. And that's honestly where the synopsis leaves us. And I'm really interested to see where Susan Mallory takes this family. And I have no doubt whatsoever that it is going to be beautiful and lovely and amazing because everything I have read by her so far has been just that. So this again is called The Summer Getaway by Susan Mallory, and it comes out on March 15th. I have never read Susan Mallory. Oh, you are missing out so much. My second book is The Detective's Daughter by Erica Spindler. Yay! Yes, this is one of my favorite authors, and I have not read her in a while. And it tells the story of Quinn Connors. She is a police detective in New Orleans, and she visits her father, who is also a detective, but he's turned into an alcoholic. So he's very drunk, and he always tells her how he solved this murder and kidnapping. And she comes back the next day and he's dead. And they say it was suicide. So five years later, she opens, reopens the cold case that he was talking about in his drunken state. So she embarks on trying to figure that out as well as if her father really killed himself or did someone help him along. So it is The the Detective's Daughter by Erica Spindler and it comes out March 29th. That sounds good. She writes some great Yeah, this book sounds good. Okay, so Mm -hmm. my next pick is a little different from the stuff that we've been talking about so far. This is The Curfew by Jane Cowie. It comes out on March 22nd. So this is kind of like The Handmaid's Tale, but where things go a little better for the women. So this takes place in a society where women are the dominant gender. So there's no more like gap in pay between men and women. Motherhood is you know, not seen as something that disadvantages women. Um, things are just a lot better. There are these things called curfew tags that are attached to men and men are not allowed to be out after 7 p.m. And so this means that violent crime has been significantly lessened, especially violent crime as it relates to women. So women are no longer afraid to walk home alone or cross a dark parking lot, take a train late at night because there are no violent men waiting to attack them. But this doesn't mean that life is great in all ways. And this book examines the lives of three women. One of them is a woman whose husband was sent to prison for being out past curfew. And now he is about to come home. Her teenage daughter, Cass, is someone else we follow. And Cass is really resentful 
of the way in which men are being forced to live. She hates what happened to her father. She worries about what will happen to her best friend, who is a boy. And she really wants to change things. And then we have Helen, who is a teacher. And she and her, her boyfriend are trying to have a baby. But apparently, in order to have a baby legally, you have to have some kind of a, a certificate that allows you to do this. I'm not totally sure how that works, but you have to have it. Now, one of these women will end up dead. We don't know why. We don't know who. But we know that it couldn't have been a man who killed them because the men have been electronically tagged and have all been shown to be inside. So did a man figure out how to break curfew? Or is there a woman out there who is committing violent crime against women? This is The Curfew by Jing Cowie, and it comes out on March 22nd. And I'm super excited for this kind of like feminist themed. Um, and that sounds good. I am really excited about my next book. It is by a, it's a debut novel by a new author. And Shannon brought it to my attention. And even if it would have been the worst sounding synopsis, which it isn't, I would have wanted to talk about it because the title is so great. Savvy Sheldon feels good as hell by, (laughs) I love it, by Taj McCoy. I hope I'm saying her name right. So this is a, and they call it a rom-com, but I have a feeling it's going to be more than that just based on the synopsis. So Savvy Sheldon spends a lot of time trying to kind of tiptoe around the cracks in her life. She, She focuses on other things and not the stressful things. So she has um, a job with uh, high stress, low thanks. She has this crumbling, falling down kitchen that she inherited from her grandmother um, who taught her to show her love for people by feeding them. So, you know, it's probably not good if your kitchen's crumbling. And she also is, doesn't always like to look at her love life, which isn't that great. And so then a lot of things begin to happen that make Savvy take a, a strong look at her life. And she has broken up with her ex and she keeps running into him and his upgrade everywhere she goes. And she decides that she's just going to do like a full makeover starting from the outside and working in because She wants to fix her body. She wants to fix her kitchen and she wants to fix her love life. But things kind of start going wrong because the contractor she hires is this really sexy guy that she accidentally shamed and made assumptions about based on looks. Her um, she passes out during hot yoga. (laughs) <laughs> and she start and she just starts looking at her non-existent work life balance or work non-work I guess life balance and feels that it's lacking and she starts to realize that maybe she should have started with the inside and worked on loving herself before she started on the rest of everything else and so she can build a new life with hopefully a new love and hopefully it doesn't say this in the synopsis, but a new kitchen. 
so she can feed people. <laughs> Hopefully. So, and, and I forgot to say that um, how the synopsis starts is this is a delicious rom-com about a plus-sized sweetheart. But I don't like calling people that. So I just say like a beautiful woman who is interested in getting back her power and finding beauty in life. How does that sound? Great. I'm super excited to read (laughs) Savvy Sheldon Feels Good as Hell coming out on March 22nd by Taj McCoy. It sounds absolutely delightful. So the last debut that you recommended to us in February brought me like avalanches of happiness and joy. I have and to read so, it. Like no pressure, but I'm hoping the one that you are telling me about for March, which I already want, 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 um, brings me just as much joy. The next book I want to talk about is, and I'm excited to read this one because I do like Jenny Colgan. It is The Little Schoolhouse by the Sea by Jenny Colgan, and it comes out March 29th. Um, this, this is a boarding school in Cornwall and Maggie is a new teacher and spending a lot of time there and her boyfriend Stan, um, it's not real understanding. So she has to decide, um, what to do about Stan And it follows three, it follows Maggie, it follows two students named Simone and one named Fliss. Fliss. (laughs) I wonder if it's like Felicity, but like a short name, like a nickname? Probably. Um, Fliss is resentful because she doesn't want to be sent to boarding school. She just wants to be home and does everything to try to escape and Simone is excited because she won a scholarship to go and wants nothing but friends so it follows their lives for a whole year to see how their friendships will evolve and change and whose lives will change during this year so I'm excited this comes out March 29th the little school by the sea by Jenny Colgan so my next book is coming out March 1st. Yay, that's Yay. Still, like, too far away. But I am so excited. And it's called Spelunking Through Hell. I just feel <laughs> I like that's that such a great title. It's book 11 in the encrypted series by Sean and McGuire. And if you have not read the series, you need to go out right now and get, you know, book one or and get all the prequels and just like, delve into this wonderful universe of books which is like a million prequels to this oh my god but i read them all and they were all so good but i loved them (laughs) this is a an urban fantasy series for those who have not read encrypted about a cryptozoologist the price family and they safeguard a world of magical creatures living in secret among humans so what is this book about well, what is love? It's a noun. It's an it intense feeling of deep affection, maybe romantic, maybe freely or platonic. And what is passion? It's a noun. And it's a strong or barely controllable emotion. 
enthusiasm, interest, desire. And number three, see also obsession. Ooh. And this book, for those of us who have been following this series voraciously like me, uh, is finally about Thomas Price. Oh. And it's been 50 years since the crossroads caused the disappearance of Thomas Price and his wife, Alice, has been trying to find him and bring him home. And ever since, despite the increasing probability that he's no longer alive for her to actually find, uh, now that the crossroads have been destroyed, she's been doubling her efforts to find him because it's time to bring him home, dead or alive. But, you know, preferably alive. But after 50 years at this point, I'm sure she's tired. She's not that picky. (laughs) (laughs) And so she has a pen. And dimensional crash course in chaos, which I have no idea what that is. But I know that this is happening while she tries to find uh, her rabbit hole that she's been missing for all these decades, which is basically the hole that's going to take her to the man that she loves. And will she find him? Uh, Who are her allies? Who are her enemies? And after 50 years, if she does find him, will he remember her? It's kind of a lot for one cryptozoologist to handle. Yes, it but is. <laughs> I can't wait to read about this. I am so, 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 so excited. I know um, it's, it's, oh, it is so good. So this is spelunking through hell. Yikes. Talk about like literally walking through hell for the person you love. And this is coming out on March 1st, 2022. Yay. So my last book today is Home or Away. And it's by Kathleen West. And it comes out Yay. on March 29th. So long. Two friends. One Olympic dream. And a decision that it got in the way. Oh. Lee Ooh, and Susie intrigue. were the best of friends. And together, they were on the way to Olympic gold. Hockey Olympic gold. But... Lee felt that she had this like plan on getting that last spot on the roster, but it backfired. So she decided to give up her old life and also to leave Susie behind. So now we fast forward two decades and Lee is a successful investment baker. She's got a great marriage and she has a hockey prodigy. (laughs) And she gets a, um, there's a career opportunity for her that will take her back to Minnesota. And it's a great opportunity. So she decides why not? Well, the problem is This also brings her back into the orbit of Susie. And it also will give her the opportunity to give her child a chance at hockey greatness. But it will also bring her back into the elite world of hockey. So Susie is pretty, she's kind of excited that Lee's back. Um, She's really upset that their friendship fell apart. Um, she's hoping 
that Susie will someday join her, um, lace up her skates and join her on the coaching bench because she feels that Lee's really the only person that knows how women are kind of put down by men in the hockey world. So she's a coach and a lot of her decisions are put down by the men around her. And she's really hoping that Susie will someday have her back. At the same time, Susie has a young child who is coming up in the hockey world, but she knows that Georgie is going to be stuck in the B level of hockey and not be given the chances that she really should be given. Well, Lee's been trying to avoid Susie because there's a secret. There's something that happened between her and their old hockey coach that she doesn't want to come out. But this nasty coach comes up to her and tries to get some favors. And then there's a controversy. And then it becomes necessary for Lee to decide whether it's time to bring out, bring her secrets out of the dark, but could it also cause some problems for her marriage? So knowing Ooh. that this is all kind of coming down the tubes, she realizes that she needs Susie. So this is kind of like a book about friendship, about decisions, and kind of like what happens when you got to make those decisions. So this is Home or Away, and it's by Kathleen West, and it comes out on March 29th. I love the way she writes about families and like the good things about families, but also the really like dysfunctional things um, between parents and children or between like adult children and their parents. Um, She's just such a, such a great writer. So I am deeply, deeply in love with the Trad Street series by Karen White. I love it. It makes me happy. I love all the ghosts. They don't always make me happy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And when the final book came out in the fall last year, I was so sad. So, so sad. Until I realized that Karen White was presenting us with a beautiful gift. And I screamed super loudly when I discovered that she was going to do a spinoff series set in New Orleans. And I called Shannon and probably shattered glass with my screaming about, can I please have this book? I want this book. So I'm super excited to talk about the first book in the spinoff series of Trad Street. This book is called The Shop on Royal Street, Royal Street Number 1 by Karen White. I can't wait. It comes out on March 29th. It's going to be a painful day to wait. So many good things. This book is about Nola. And I'm not going to go into Nola's backstory, but Nola Trenum was quite a large part of the Trad Street series. And after some bumpy sort of issues on her road to adulthood, she's finally decided that the best way to kind of move on with her life is to move to a new city. And so she decides she's going to move to New Orleans, which I think is a good idea because I think New Orleans is pretty great. But Karen White didn't ask me my opinion. 
So when she moves to New Orleans, she decides that she's going to buy a fixer upper house and she's going to fix it up. Now, Nola is unable to see ghosts like her stepmother, but there is some sort of entity in her Creole cottage that does not actually approve of Nola being there. And even though she cannot communicate with spirits, there is one person, one person in New Orleans that she knows she can go to who can actually communicate with spirits. But dear Lord in heaven, she does not want to see him again. Bo Ryan of the dark past and the mother, the parents and the sister that vanished during Hurricane Katrina and the woman that vanished right out of the very cottage that Nola now calls home. But the only way to figure out what's going on is to have him come back into her life. And darlings, that's all I know. But what more do you need to know? I know this is going to be another series fraught with danger and mysteries and ghosts and hopefully a slow burn romance because I am so excited Nola finally gets her story. This is The Shop on Royal Street, Royal Street Number 1 by Karen White, and it comes out on March 29th. Oh, Karen White. So I am hoping I can do this justice because this is a series that I dearly love and I'm kicking myself right now because I loved all three books that I have read and now I'm sitting here blanking on everything that happened in the third book. So um, I'm just going to tell you about the first book and then I'm going to just kind of quickly tell you about the, the, the recent. So this is Okay, so this is the um, Blood and Ash series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. The first book um, is introduces us to Poppy, who is a maiden that is waiting to ascend and become like the the kingdom's <coughs> backbone and the person who everybody looks to um not quite the queen but she's a high influence but poppy isn't sure that that is what she wants for herself that you know a maiden as she grows up to her ascension waiting for that she is covered from head to foot she's not allowed to be spoken to except by specific people she's not allowed to experience any kind of pleasure or be looked at or anything and the longer this goes on the only person she's allowed to communicate with is her maid and maybe a guard but one night poppy sneaks out and meets this young soldier who they call hawk and Things go on and Hawk becomes more than just a guard um, assigned to make sure she reaches her ascension without any downfalls or tragedies. And the story goes along and they become more involved and they start to travel 
And the kingdom is not very happy that Poppy has decided to kind of talk to the hand because the girl ain't home kind of thing. And <laughs> she, <laughs> she has, uh, you know, decided to make her own life and follow her heart and what makes her happy. But she still is destined for great things. And so there are three books currently out. And the fourth one will be out on March 15th, and it is called The War of Two Queens, Blood and Ash, number four, by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And I believe I could be very wrong because I have not looked recently, but I think this is the final book in this series. Um, but it's, it's just such a well-written story, and the books are a little long but there's so much that happens and poppy growing into herself and finding her voice realizing what she wants from life who she loves and all of this and it's so well written so um the war of two queens she has entered a new kingdom um, that is at war with the kingdom she came from. And I cannot pronounce the names and I'm not going to try. Um, and she is supposed to become the new queen, but there's a lot of things standing between her and the throne. So we shall find out what Poppy is going to do about this in A War of Two Queens by Jennifer L. Armentrout, Blood and Ash number four. On March 15th, and I can't wait. My last book is called The Dark Place by Philip Margolin, and it is book number five in his Robin Lockwood series. Robin Lockwood is a, as they would say in my neighborhood, a badass bitch. (laughs) She's a defense attorney. And she's I've a, always wanted to be one of those. <laughs> and she's a former <laughs> MMA fighter. Yeah. And well, she's um have been getting her career back in in on track since the first couple books of the series. But this one, she decides to do a favor for a judge and defend this awful person they don't say if it's a female or a male then the case changes her life and from what I gather from the synopsis she is injured so she has to recuperate so she goes back home where she gets into a case where a surrogate is charged with kidnapping and assaulting the couple that she carried the baby for. And then there's a lot of other twists and turns. And I can't wait. I love Philip Margolin. I've loved him for a long time. (laughs) And I love this character. Yeah, back since like the Amanda Jaffe days. Yeah. Like Wild (laughs) Justice and all those. (laughs) Right. So... Um, this is The Dark Place, Robin Lockwood, number five, and it comes out on 
March 8th. Oh, so many great books in March. All right. So my last book is another kind of creepy boarding school book. <laughs> this is The Rumor Game by Danielle Clayton and Ooh. Sana Charapatra. They wrote Tiny Pretty Things back in the day, which I just realized is a Netflix series. Like I, I did not know that they made Tiny Pretty Things into a Netflix series, but there it is. Um, that is about a ballet school. This is about a prep school. And this one I think is going to be a standalone um, rather than a duology as Tiny Pretty Things was. But anyway, this is the story of three girls. Two of them used to be best friends, Bryn and Cora. And these girls attend this very boarding school it is for like the elite of the Washington DC area and Bryn was pretty sure she had everything like all lined up just the way she wanted it she had a great boyfriend she had a future in politics she was super popular her grades were good that there was just nothing that wasn't going her way but then something happens something that causes a rift between her and Cora and something that really takes everything from her that she prized. Now she knows that these kinds of things change all the time. And she's pretty sure that with the next rumor that comes along and the next person who's sort of in the crosshairs of the school's gossip, that you know people will forget about her and she can slowly start to climb the social ladder again. And then it probably won't be too long before she's back on top. Now, that rumor does come at the start of the new school year. And now there is another girl who is at the center. And this is Georgie. And she is kind of a geek. She never expected to be super popular. Um, she always kind of just kept her head down, worked hard, stayed out of the limelight. Now, suddenly, she is like everyone's darling. But what we know about rumors is that they can tear you down just as quickly, if not more so, than they built you up. And suddenly, Bryn, Cora, and Georgie are kind of caught in this web of, like, sometimes rumors do good things for you, and sometimes they do very bad things. And is it worth sort of the, the price is it worth the cost? So now there's someone who can stop all of these rumors. But the question is, do they want to? So this is, I think, contemporary YA with a little bit of a thriller aspect. Um, it doesn't really matter to me what it is, because if it takes place at a fancy boarding school, I am in like wholeheartedly. So I am super eager for this one. It is The Rumor Game by Danielle Clayton and Sana Charapatra. It comes out on March 1st. So it is almost here. I am probably, even though I'm excited about every book I've talked about tonight, I'm probably the most excited about my final book. And this book is the second book by an author that I read last year. 
So tonight I am going to talk about The Sweet Spot, Beck Sisters number two. Oh, by Tr- I know by Trish Doler. And it's coming out March 8th. So this is the story of Rachel Beck. And she has hit a brick wall in her life. She lives at home with her mother because she is a single mother and needs help with her daughter. And she's trying to keep a completely dying, fizzling relationship alive. And I know. And the only two bright spots in her life are her daughter and her job as a night manager at like a luxury resort hotel in Miami. And one night she gets fired from that job for something she did not do. OMG. I know. And so she's devastated, but then she decides to go for this job. This is one of the biggest reasons why I'm excited about this. I know. (laughs) On Kelly's Island in Lake Erie. Um, And Stacy and I live very close, Stacy especially, to Kelly's Island on Lake Erie. And it is a new hotel slash brewery that's being built. And (laughs) she could be the manager of this hotel. So she packs up her daughter and goes from Florida to Lake Erie, Mm -hmm. Kelly's Island. Oh, I hope it's not winter. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing, but I'm hoping it would be summer because there wouldn't be a lot to talk about. If you were on one of the small islands in Lake Erie in the winter, you probably couldn't get there unless by a helicopter, (laughs) right? So let's just pretend it's summer, even though we don't know. So she goes to this island and what she finds is Mason, who is amazing at brewing beer, but not so good with running a hotel, which by the way, is like mainly the foundation and the studs. Whoops. But (laughs) right he gives her an opportunity though. Oh, he's, I think he's moody too. I don't know if I said that he's a moody brewery beer brewer guy. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully this book's going to talk a lot about beer and beer making. I'm excited. So he gives her an opportunity that she decides to take, which is to help with the rebuilding of this hotel, to be like the manager of this whole hotel and get to really, help from the ground up rebuild this hotel but at the same time Rachel Beck is rebuilding her life I can't wait so this is I know so and that's really that's literally the whole synopsis it's very short so this is the sweet spot Beck sisters number two by Trish Doler I'm very excited and it comes out March 8th My last book is A Relative Murder by Jude Devereaux. It comes out March 29th. This is the fourth book in her Medler series. I have read this series (laughs) and I'm excited to read it when it comes out. This is um, Sarah Medler and her niece, and her best friend, Jack. And Sarah is an author. Sarah and Jack and Kate have helped the police solve murders. 
but this time they say they're not getting involved. Um, the sheriff, though, decides that he needs a vacation, so he puts Jack in charge. And um, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kate is a um, realtor, and her new client is kind of keeping secrets and being relatively shifty, which makes Sarah and Jack kind of suspicious. And Kate comes across a dead body. And once they, I, once they figure out that the dead body and Kate's new client, um, they're, they're related. The two coincidences are related. Oh. Oh. They have, um, Sarah is afraid that her secret, and it doesn't tell you in the other books what the secret is, so I'm interested, will, it's, she's going to come out. So Sarah is, yes, they always do. So Sarah is hoping that Jack and Kate won't abandon her once her secret is out. This is A Relative Murder by Jude Devereaux, and it comes out March 29th. So my last book of today is Mr. Wrong Number by Lynn Painter. And this is actually an author I have not read. Uh, But come on, when a synopsis says, let's get textual, when things get textual, when a steamy message from a wrong number turns into a thrilling anonymous relationship in this hilarious rom-com. I mean, come on, who, who doesn't want to read that? I would totally read that. So bad luck has always followed Olivia Marshall or, you know, maybe she's just a screw up like her family thinks she is. But when she gets a what are you wearing text for a random wrong number, it turns into the hottest, most entertainment, albeit most anonymous relationship of her life. She thinks things might be on the upswing. And then, of course, there's Colin Bake, who's always considered Olivia his best friend's annoying little sister. And she ends up moving in with them after one of her worst runs of luck. And he realizes that she's turned into a very different sexy distraction. But he can keep his distance because I don't know what's so taboo about your best friend's little sister, but I digress. Yeah. Um, until the moment he discovers that she's the irresistible miss miss dial that he's been <laughs> sort of sexting for weeks and now he has to decide whether he wants to turn the heat up or ghost her before things get messy oh my so goodness. what will happen well in order to find now we'll have to wait until march 1st 2022 yay and this is mr wrong number i don't know i love uh books that have these messaging online or texting chat misconceptions i feel like i haven't read one that was lame yet so i'm looking forward to this no there are some very very good ones out there they really are (laughs) so this wraps up our most anticipated books of march episode thank you so much to all of the beastresses who joined me this evening 
As always, thanks goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing, and we thank each and every one of you so very much for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.